Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode nine of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And today we will be discussing chapter nine of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Midnight Duel. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dive into the details. Before we begin, let's go to Megan for the Weekly Profit. Hey, guys. So the news this week is actually for our listeners over across the pond in England. Um, Lucky you at Levsden Studios. What? (laughs) What am I doing? Raising your hand. I was going to be like, well, people could go, but it's also like in a month. So Yeah, well... Anyway, from Sunday the 1st of October to Sunday the 12th of November, you can discover the secrets behind enchanted floating pumpkins and Death Eater duels, as well as filmmaking snot, blood, and drool. Ew. That is literally the description on the the WB Studio Tour. Intro bogeys. So it says, fans of Death Eaters, daring duels, and Halloween feasts are invited to delve deeper than ever before into the dark arts as we host a special feature dedicated to the darker side of the Harry Potter film series. Um, new for 2017, the iconic Great Hall set will be decorated with over 100 floating pumpkins, just as seen on screen in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Philosopher. Created by head prop maker on all of the Harry Potter films, Pierre Bohana. The pumpkins are modeled on those found in Hagrid's pumpkin patch and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban and are hand-carved by the prop-making department, so no two are alike. What? The Great Hall tables will also be laden with a Halloween feast of red apples, pumpkins, and cauldrons of lollipops. I'd give anything to get that feast. That's that's not a feast. It's amazing. (laughs) It's a candy feast. After learning wand combat moves in an interactive experience with wand choreographer Paul Harris who every single year comes to Universal for the celebration of Harry Potter and teaches you like wand choreography. It's awesome for anybody that goes to that in Orlando. Did they announce when that is? Is it always like... They still haven't announced it. This is like the latest they've This is the latest they've ever... Are they going to have it? They better. I'll be so mad. It's always the last week of January. Sometimes bleeding into February, but it's always that last weekend. Okay. So, um, you will also test out your newly learned wand techniques as you're directed through a battle with Death Eaters who are storming the Hogwarts Bridge. As part of the feature, the original Death Eater costumes from the film series will be on display, allowing you to see up close the intricate details of the embroidered robes and hand-painted masks. During production, he who must not be named's followers each wore a unique mask handmade by the prop-making department that was designed to reflect their personalities. Wow. I just have a question. Is that Peter guy? Did he do the wand? Choreog- oh, <laughs> and Mary. <laughs> no, Paul Harris. Is he? Did he do the wand choreography for the movies and stuff? Is that yes. who that is? Okay. He he created what he, it yeah. looks like to throw spells. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like his specialty now. So like, I mean, you can <laughs> you can kind of like take that. And use it with like swords and that kind of stuff, but like mm-hmm. he created the experience of dueling with wands because obviously, I mean, who had ever filmed that before? Yeah, That's yeah, really cool. All right. Um, so since they're going to have all these Death Eaters, do you think I know that we're not going to get um, what's his face who plays Voldemort? 
Ray Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. 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 I don't know. Um, I know We're really bad with pronunciation. No, we don't know how to. S- I think it's fine. Um, his brother's very cute. Do you think they're going to have a Voldemort there? Mm. I think so. Could be. I want to see pictures. Do you think Bellatrix? Anybody? Is anybody who goes, there? you should take pictures and send them to us on our oh, Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, tell we us about your experience. Love to see it, and we'll read it so we can live yeah. through you. Can I interject something really quickly? Yeah. That I wish I would have interjected in the last episode. If you found one of our buttons at Universal, I left probably 15 to 20 buttons around the park. Mm-hmm. Will you let us know yeah. and your story around that and where you found it? Me and Katie also left a ton in oh, Diagon yeah. Alley in London, and I like put it on our, um, on our Instagram story. And we actually went back to a ton of those spots, and they were all gone. So if we got any new listeners from that, yeah, let us know. Us. Yeah, I want to know your story. I want to know how you <laughs> found it. I left a ton on platform nine and three quarters. Um, I forgot to leave them on the Hogwarts Express, but I, lot of, I left a lot on Hogsmeade, and I also left a couple at Seuss's Landing. I wonder. Uh, <laughs> I wonder, did like the people that work there clean them off? And be like, what the hell are these buttons? Well, but no. Well, I don't know. And if well, they did, the people, I hope you're listening to them. Almost, if not all of the people who work in the Wizarding World are fans of Harry Potter, because like mm-hmm. in order to get a job there, you have to like pass a knowledge test on Harry Potter. Like, oh, you so have we'd to, all win. Yeah. We'd win the job. I did it. <laughs> I actually applied and I did it and did I got it, but I turned it down because we moved home. I wonder if they only take, like, I want to take your test. I'm not a serious applicant, but I want to take your test. It's, I mean, like, as long as you've seen the movies, you'd be able to pass it, but. The hmm. movies? <laughs> well, then they're all wrong. Who's Peeves? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of them. You just have to have <laughs> you just have to have basic knowledge. Like gotcha. you, you have to be able to answer like basic questions about it. All right. What's a PSL? Pumpkin spice latte. There you go. That's basic knowledge. Okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. such a burn. <laughs> Sarah. Pretty, I did see one. a meme today where it was like <laughs> a girl in like Uggs. Starbucks in hand, you know, big fat sweater, whatever. And it said it's basic season. <laughs> like, yes, all right, I'll participate. Let's, let's get back to Harry Potter. What? Katie, take it away. Well, but what if it was a Potter Spice Latte? Ooh. What would that taste like? Pumpkin. Gryffindor. It probably would just taste like a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So little recap for our previous episode. We learned more about the ins and the outs of Hogwarts. We met Filch, the caretaker caretaker and his trusty cat mrs norris and we learned all about squibs shout out to squibs what what (laughs) (laughs) we heard about the classes offered at hogwarts for the first time we met snape and his absolute hatred for harry what a jerk yeah we visited hagrid in his hut and found out that gringotts was broken into on the very same day that harry and hagrid had been there so now moving on to chapter nine what is this magic chapter nine the Midnight Duel. <laughs> Harry is full of hate for Draco Malfoy, and he's annoyed he has flying lessons with the Slytherins, and that means with Draco. Harry and Ron are excited to start their flying lessons and talk about Quidditch. The day of lessons come, and Neville gets um, a remember-all from his gran in the mail, and they're off to learn to fly. Standing by their brooms, Harry f- Harry's flies into his hand as soon as he commands, and soon everyone else gets their brooms up as well. Neville climbs off of his broom, but it soon takes off, and he doesn't know how to control it. He soon falls from it and um, at a great distance, and Madam... Um, oh, my God. <laughs> it makes no sense what I wrote, because I can't type. Okay. Just start at Neville. He falls from a great distance. Correct. But he breaks his arm, is what I was supposed to say. <laughs> But whatever. So Neville climbs on his broom, but soon it takes off and he doesn't know how to control it. He soon falls from a great distance and Madame Hooch takes him to the hospital wing. Under the direction to stay put and anyone flying their brooms would be kicked out of Hogwarts faster than they can say Quidditch. As soon as she leaves, Malfoy picks up Neville's rememberall and starts to fly with Harry chasing chasing after him. Malfoy throws the rememberall and Harry catches it in the air. McGonagall, seeing this, comes out and takes Harry away from 
away from class and brings him to see Oliver Wood, the captain of the Gryffindor Quidditch team. Harry is now the brand new seeker for the Gryffindors, the youngest player in a century. Malfoy hears that Harry made the Quidditch team and is enraged, so he challenges Harry to a midnight duel with Crabbe as his second. Harry accepts with Ron as his second. Later on, they leave the common room with Hermione telling them off close to midnight, and after the door closes, Hermione can't go back inside because the fat lady is gone. So Hermione goes with them, and they find Neville on their way, sleeping in the hallway because he forgot the password. In the trophy room, they hear Filch coming and realize Malfoy played them, and they run, ending up in the forbidden corridor that has a large three-headed dog that is guarding a trap door. Ooh. Ooh. Dun-dun-dun. Intrigue. Who is the dog, and who? what is he guarding? Who What? <laughs> Oh, we'll never know. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> Don't you see what it's standing on? It's guarding something. Oh, my God. Guarding goodness. something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when I we- was a bit preoccupied with his heads. Or if you didn't notice, there are three. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking at his feet. I was a bit preoccupied with his heads. Poor Neville wasn't even with them. Yeah. At least he was probably safe in his, you know, bed remembering his password in the movies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So when we begin the chapter, um, we see the flying lesson and we we learn that flying lessons are only offered to first year students, which I thought was kind of interesting because Mm. I feel like if you don't get it, you don't have any other like time to perfect it. Or maybe they just practice on their own after they learn like basics. Practice makes perfect. If you um, suck, you suck. Sorry. Okay. Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. <laughs> and then we learn that Gryffindors have um, the lesson with Slytherins. And I don't know they appear with Slytherins frequently. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And um, Harry shows anxiety leading up to the lesson because he doesn't want to look like a fool in front of Malfoy because it's like his arch nemesis now. So... Um, Ron and Seamus discuss, you know, how they're flying when they're younger and um, they're really comfortable with it and they're discussing Quidditch and Harry feels really left out because he doesn't know any of those things. And then Ron and Dean Thomas get into a really great argument about soccer versus Quidditch. (laughs) And Ron thought it was boring because soccer only has one ball. And Ron tries to make the poster of the soccer players move, which I thought was really funny because he just can't understand... Muggle stuff. Yeah. And I think that's funny. That's cute. Um, we also find out that even though Neville um, comes from a wizarding family, he's never been on a broom because he's very accident prone and Gran well, wouldn't let him. We see that happen pretty fast. <laughs> do we? Oh, I almost asked a stupid question. Do we know when his birthday is? Because I wonder if... I do. I know we know, but I wonder if they're actually... July 30th, right? Mm-hmm. What star sign is that? I don't know. I'll look it up. IDK. I'm not one of those peeps. I just know mine. I just know Aries are very accident prone, and let me tell you, whew, I'm accident prone. Are we? Oh. He's a Leo. Or do you run into stuff, I guess? I don't know. Um, oh, my God. How many Leo. concussions have you had since how I've known you? appropriate. I don't know. At least three. You've had three concussions? I don't remember that. Oh. <laughs> 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 didn't you didn't you hit your head like at your apartment and pass out or like one time you hit your like the trunk hit your head and so yeah yeah that's right see <laughs> accident prone how many things have i broken a toe both wrists my heart did you say you broke your tail no both wrists her toe my toe i broke a toe vice <laughs> tail Sarah has a tail. Oh gosh. Secretly. Um, we also see Hermione nervous for the first time about something in school because and I said, you know, I mean this you can disagree with me or not, but um I said because it's a physical act rather than just using her brain. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um she and, can't learn how to fly out of a book. Well, she tried. So True. she reads up about flying, um, and Quidditch with Neville and they hope to gain like they're reading this at the breakfast table and Neville's like just like on the edge of his seat trying to learn everything he can because he's scared too um, in the hopes of gaining knowledge and skill from just reading her tips and the mail comes Neville gets to remember all and um, then we go to our flying lesson and right off the bat like Malfoy goes into bullying mode 
Um, and we even see this before they go on to the field to fly. Um, when they're in the great hall, he snatches the remember all out of Neville's hand. What a jerk. And then McGonagall comes down and she's like right there. And he's like, just looking at it. I'm mm-hmm. like, you little snot. Mm-hmm. Back to your table. And then, um, we meet Madam Hooch and then Katie asks this question. Madam Hooch's eyes are yellow. Hello. And it says she's hawk-like. So we were wondering, is her animagus a hawk? Also, is she like half something? Is she half hawk? (laughs) Is she half bird? Is she hawk lady? Is she half pigeon? (laughs) (laughs) See, here, listen to a previous episode. Is there anything on Pottermore about her? Good question. Hmm. Do you guys never look at this website? Hmm. What does it say? It just says behind the scenes, Madam Hooch. We're going to click on it. Behind the scenes. Keep talking and I'll write. I read. Good Good afternoon, Madam Hooch. Why do they say it like (laughs) that? Good afternoon, Claus. Good afternoon, Amanda. Good afternoon. She's also in (laughs) Doctor Who. She's the last human. All right. She's just a large, thick, not thick, but a thin piece of skin. What the piece? None Weird. of us know what you're talking about. All right. About. Shout out to Dr. Who if you want. I'm not a Whoville person. <laughs> Whoville. <laughs> now we're in Dr. Seuss. <laughs> um, uh, where am I at? Am I here? Neville kicks off Neville, hard. yeah. So Neville gets all crazy. He kicks off his broom really hard. And he ends up falling and breaking his wrist. And so Katie, again, coming in clutch. Does Neville have a boost of magic when he's nervous? I would say yes. Because he kicks off the ground really hard, and these brooms suck. Yes. So. And when he first showed magic, he was dropped out of a window, and I would say that makes you, that would make you nervous. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he has a knack for it. I think for sure, because we've talked about, I, I personally think that it's your magic is tied to your emotions. So yeah. like when you are almost in, not in control of your own emotions, you cannot control your magic. Yeah. True. And I don't know if I wrote this in here, but can we talk about the fact that Hogwarts has crabby brooms? No, we can't talk about that. Yeah, why? I don't Yeah, they like it. don't fly properly and Yeah. Why do they have garbage brooms? Like get new brooms. Why don't they just ask Lucius Malfoy to buy them? He's rich. Ooh. Well, they have well, a did, whole thing to buy other people's stuff. And except Ron, he can't. Get right. Ron. Right. Well, we are going to discuss this next. I'm assuming in the next chapter or whenever Harry gets his broom. Yeah. Yeah. He buys it. Cause Ooh, we all, man. we all think McGonagall would have not saying she did. But I could see her being like, yeah, Gryffindor's going to be the winner because I love Gryffindors and nobody else, McGonagall says. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, get, uh, maybe they just don't care that they're crappy brooms because well, first year's learning on them. Yeah, but then you got to think like people playing Quidditch for school are using them unless they're bringing brooms from home. I think they bring their own. Yeah, Even well, the Weasleys have their clean sweeps. I guess. I don't know. Like, maybe that's a good thing. Like, they have to provide their own brooms if you're playing Quidditch. Except Harry. Mm, well, but they Harry. bought him one. And he, but he was... But he could have used he, a school one. He was one. fully capable of purchasing his own. Correct. I mean, maybe they took the money out of his vault and they didn't tell him. Oh. <laughs> maybe. No, they would have told... No. no uh, mm. Mm? 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 Hagrid's mm. like, I know where to find well, Harry's like, money. Right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in, in um, how it is in... in like the real world, like if I'm 11 years old and my parents are dead and I have all this money in the vault, like there's an overseer of my account. So if yeah. I need something, it comes out of that, but I can't personally take it out until I'm 18. Maybe that's how it is in the wizarding world. Could be. Good thought. Could be. But it's for know. another episode. Yeah, let's we'll talk about that. Um. All right. So after, when Neville falls, the remember all is left on the ground and Malfoy goes into bullying mode again. And he picks it up and, you know, he's just a jerk. And then I was thinking about how Malfoy is a bully. And I kind of think that Malfoy is bullied by his father at home in a way, even though like he's loved at home by his mother, especially when we find that out later in seven, how much. And, um, but I think his father, I think he bullies him into trying to make him like this 
a man that he, the man that he, Malfoy senior thinks that he is. Mm-hmm. And so I think that he all Malfoy also sees his father bullying people and he gets his way because of it. And then he goes ahead and projects this behavior on other people who he feels are less than him. And so that's why I think we see Malfoy acting the way that he does because he's a direct product of his environment. Agreed. Yeah, that's I really, agree. That's a good observation. Well, yeah. I've always thought that he was not not to say he was abused, but I think that he oh. his dad was all like, yeah. Why aren't your grades better? Why aren't well, you he talks, with Harry Potter? Well, yeah, and he talks about, you know, the Muggleborn, Hermione, mm-hmm. and why aren't you as good as she is, and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, and mm-hmm. just constantly, like, degrading him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's always something negative instead of... He's never good enough. Positive, yeah. And even, yeah. like, when you see, at least in the movie later on, when he... Um, in uh, the fourth one where they're at the Quidditch, the World Cup, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, we're sitting with the minister, and then his dad's like, don't boast, and he's like... But you, you but even though Malfoy's like you want him boast. to boast, and then all of a sudden you don't want him to. Yeah. So yeah, he's it's got a messed up relationship. Relationship with his father. I agree. Just like Luke Skywalker. I <laughs> love <laughs> Star Wars. Um, and then I uh, caught a movieism, and Harry doesn't stand up for Neville right away. Pavardi does when Malfoy calls Neville fat. Oh, yeah, and then Pansy say? Parkinson's like, "Oh, you like those guys? How does he? Is how that does how he she say talks? It? Yeah, <laughs> she does this too. I just remember being a kid watching that scene. I was like, oh, "He said ass," and I was like, oh. "Yeah, he's like, oh, he does." Yeah, because he's yeah. like, if the fat something would something fall on his fat. Yeah, fat Beep. ass. Yeah. Um, and then Harry jumps in after that. Yeah. So give it here, Malfoy. So that's a movieism. We have to remember to separate them. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. It's, it, it, it is. It's hard. Like rereading, especially the first book, going, oh my God, I can't, I can't. In the books, Neville is so much more a part of their group yes. than he is in the movies. But at the same time, like mm-hmm. he's still not, 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 not the trio, but yeah, but he is so much like he's in it so much more. Coming and even, even at in, the end, Drake goes so much more in the books too than in the movies. I think. I mean, granted, you do see him be like enemy number one to Harry and everything until Voldemort really comes into the picture. Yeah, but uh, yeah. All right. And Hermione, of course, is trying to follow the rules, telling Harry no and no, don't don't chase after him. But Harry's a rebel without a cause. <laughs> and then I wrote joking he has a cause <laughs> but he but here's here he is playing the hero Harry's really good at that mm-hmm. just kidding and uh, so he tries to help Neville out calls out Malfoy for being a coward without Crab and Goyle and that's when Malfoy throws the remember all and I wrote in the doc Harry is in all caps such a freaking boss he is mm-hmm. and performs a Ronsky? Ronsky faint. faint. Did anybody else catch that? Because, again, this is something I did not yeah. catch until I this ca- not until this time. I, I caught it after <clears throat> four when Crumb did it. Because I was like, Harry did that. I didn't catch it no. ever. Sometimes S- I skip words and I read. You're a turd. I actually have never read any Harry Potter books. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I always skip the first chapter of four when I reread it because I hate that chapter. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, this is boring. This is not Harry or Ron or Hermione. It's some old guy in a really? house. Yeah, I hate it. <gasps> You're oh nuts. Gosh. Shout out to Frank. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Frank. Yeah. Pour one out for Frank. Good old, good old Frankie. My boys, We're so going to pour one out for Frankie. He's just doing his job. Just tending to the graves. Okay. That's, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when we record at 1130 at night. So I pulled up the Harry Potter wiki and the Ronsky faint. Um, It's it's a defensive tactic in Quidditch where the seeker pretends to spot the golden snitch far below and races down to catch it, hoping the opposing seeker will copy. And then at the last second before reaching the ground, the fainting seeker pulls out of the dive, usually causing the opposing seeker to crash. And it's classified as a dangerous seeker diversion when viewed through the omnoculars. Omnioculars. Omnioculars. Boo, boo, boo. 
It was invented by a Polish seeker, Josef Ronski, and is frequently used by the famed Bulgarian seeker, Victor Crumb. Hermione Granger also calls it the wonky faint. (laughs) (laughs) And Ron laughs. Because she's awesome. So that's flying. But is it? But don't you just love to fly Uh, on a little broomstick? Just going (laughs) in the air. No. You're going to catch some balls playing Quidditch. So Harry does the wonky faint. JK. Rowling. Wrong ski. (laughs) Faint. And then McGonagall comes... Comes storming across the grounds. I love her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and goes, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry basically immediately is like, that's it. I'm expelled. It's over. I'm going back to the Dursleys. I didn't even last like, what, two weeks or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's mad at himself for blowing it so quickly. McGonagall genuinely seems angry at first. So I guess it's not too crazy that Harry jumps to this conclusion. But she immediately takes him inside, says, come with me straight away. And they go directly to the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom. And McGonagall goes up and asks for wood. And Harry immediately is like, wood? What? Is she going to, like, beat me? What is going on? I love I loved that part. <laughs> oh. He doesn't know the punishments they do at Hogwarts. Hanging in the dungeon. If it was up to Phil, she would paddled. be beaten. <laughs> yeah. But then it's immediately clear that she just is calling a person. Oliver would, and he is not about to get beaten. Um, and he's not even going to get in trouble, in fact. He's going to get on the team. Mm. The Quidditch team. Can I just say, first of all, I love McGonagall. And this is like, we were talking earlier about how you were calling her kind of a harder person, Mm -hmm. personality wise. I just love that she's like, as much as she is a hard person, she's like, no, like we're going to win. Gryffindor's the best. Yeah. And so she goes out there and she's like, all these kids are going to be like, oh, Harry's getting in trouble. But secretly she's (laughs) like, no, we just found a seeker. Let's go. Like what? We are winning. Like we're going to be the team. Gryffindor's role. Different side of her. I like that. She's so excited about it. Mm -hmm. She's like, Wood, I found you a seeker. Well, and especially you see, like, she's someone that values education so much. She's willing to interrupt not one, but two classes to be like, <laughs> break out our team together. Yeah. And she, she goes on to talk about how perfect Harry's build is for a seeker and discusses how his skills are, like, better than Charlie Weasley or Ed Sheeran. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ed Sheeran is one hell of a Quidditch player. Oh, oh. And then Harry finds out that his dad was on the team as well. The movie says that he was a seeker, but I believe that he is actually a chaser. I didn't. Where's that at? I need evidence. Baltimore. This also shows you because um, McGonagall played Quidditch as yes. well. So you can tell that she's very into her team sports because she wants to win. Yes. It says Harry Potter lexicon says that he was a chaser. Let me. Where's their source? Pull up their souls. Mm, and Pottermore just a skilled Quidditch, Quidditch <laughs> player. It says, at Hogwarts, James was very popular. He was on the Gryffindor Quidditch team as a chaser. And then it, it, it doesn't give me a link, but I think that that's a Scholastic interview. Let me go down mm. to the... Um, let me go down to the... Gosh, I'm looking at... James's Pottermore, and it's all these quotes from the end of the. I'm books. sorry if anybody can like hear me breathing. I have a cold, so I like can't breathe through my nose. So I'm just throwing that apology out there. I'm getting a little emotional reading um, these. Oh, here we go. Sources, sources. <sighs> Harry Potter. Oh, second Scholastic online chat. Yeah, she used to do these chats through Scholastic, where it mm-hmm. was like um. I mean, it was just like a chat room that you would go into and then you could ask her questions and she would answer. And that is where she said it came out. So it came out of her fingers. She typed it (laughs) that he was a chaser. (laughs) It was just a weird way to put that. But I didn't didn't want to say her mouth because it wasn't like a speaking interview. She was typing it in a chat room. I miss chat rooms. I'll accept it. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> Throwback to like early 2000s. Throwback. Famous chat rooms. Shout out to the MuggleNet chat rooms. I used to go in those all the time. I don't think I knew how to work those ones. Oh my God, I loved them. I, I wasn't was allowed to be on the internet anyway. So. Um, also, we find out that Harry is the youngest player in a century. Mm. And we also find out that Fred and George Weasley are on the team as beaters. Mm-hmm. And then lastly... I find it hilarious that Draco comes up to Harry and is like, oh, are you enjoying your last meal? When do you go on the train? And then it's like, "Mm." when school ends with you. (laughs) (laughs) So I just think that that's funny because Draco is so cocky about it. And then it's like, oh, I'm not going to tell you this, but I'm actually just on the Quidditch team. See you later. I think Tiffany brought this up, but this is the first time in a long line Mm -hmm. of times that Harry... Gets away with just about anything. Special treatment for the chosen one, Mm y'all. He is the chosen one. He is the boy who lived. So they're going to be like, oh. The boy Mm -hmm. who didn't die. Wouldn't that be funny if that's actually what they called him? (laughs) That's a sad (laughs) way to put it. (laughs) Probably what Voldemort called him. The boy who didn't die. (laughs) B-W-D-D. Oh, my gosh. Should I read that line? No. No. Sarah wrote a rude comment in our Google Docs. So, I don't know what you're talking per about. usual. So Draco and Harry have a little bit of an argument in the Great Hall, and Malfoy ends up challenging Harry to a wizard duel, and Ron immediately volunteers himself to be Harry's second, which we later find out means that if Harry were to die, Ron would take over the duel. <laughs> Um, and I think it's funny that Ron points out that the most that Harry and Malfoy are going to be able to do is send sparks at each other. I think that whole section there is just like so cute. How Ron is like, "Yeah, I'll be his second. Yeah, he and just, like Harry oh, doesn't even like understand or know what he's talking about. And then Ron at the end just like, "It's, it's if you die." <laughs> <laughs> and then Harry's like, "What?" Just like what with, a good friend. Without skipping a beat, though, he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'll die for you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best friends, besties. You die for those sparks, dude. I got you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Hermione butts in because she doesn't want them to lose any points for Gryffindor, but they're super mean to her as they are in, until I think the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Yep. The mm-hmm. next chapter is Halloween. Yeah, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 We could sing the whole song. I presume that's on Snapchat because it's Halloween. <laughs> it will be October. Well, I meant the episode. That episode. The will next. Air. Well, that episode will air in October, though. October first. Yeah, that's pretty boss. Well. We we digress and move back into our podcast. No, talking about Twilight and all things sparkly vampires. No. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna be like, what? I hope people don't get offended. We don't not like Twilight. We just like Harry Potter. Twilight's all right. Better. Yeah, just Harry Potter's it's the best rivalry. thing that's ever mm-hmm. been written by me. Twilight would be a lot better if Stephanie Meyer knew how to write books. Whoa. Shade. <laughs> so shade. much shade. <gasps> okay, Katie. Anyway, so <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Hermione tries to stop them again when Harry and Ron get out of bed to go and meet Malfoy because it's supposed to be at midnight, hence the chapter's name. And she ends up getting locked out of Gryffindor Tower and decides to go along with them. And while they are going through the corridors, they run into Neville, who had forgotten the password and couldn't get back into the common room. And this would so be me every night. So Ron mentions something about if either Hermione or Neville gets them caught, he's going to learn to use the curse of the bogeys on them. And we wanted to know what that was. Yeah. Um, HP Lexicon says it gives you a very bad cold and an extremely runny nose. So I think someone may have cursed me with that currently because oh, I'm fighting yeah. a cold. Someone on the plane back from Orlando. Honestly. Um, it's a dark magic curse, and the incantation is mucus ad nauseum, which I think is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so they get all the way to the trophy room without getting caught, but Malfoy's late, and then they hear Filch and realize they've been set up, and they hurry away only to run into a suit of armor and <laughs> cause an enormous ruckus in the hallway. And I think Harry, in all caps, says, run, which made me laugh when I read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love their night adventures throughout Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. They're such rebels. Without a cause. <laughs> Little 11-year-old rebels. Yes. No, Sarah, they have a cause. Yeah, I wrote that in the doc. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of cause do they have to run? Defeating the dark. Lord. It's all about <laughs> defeating Voldemort. It's all about the money, money, money. No. <laughs> 
all about the galleons, galleons. <laughs> Katie coming in. And the canuts, canuts, canuts. Oh, it doesn't work the same. Sickle, sickle, sickles. Sickle, sickle, sickle. I made you. <laughs> what is that? You guys, it is almost midnight where we're at. The best I'm sorry. There's so much left to do after this podcast, though. Yeah, like go to sleep. Guys, okay. it's the midnight duel. We have hey, midnight duel. <laughs> no, just just oh, go. Here's a bug. No, <laughs> kill it. It's just a squeedo. A squeedo. Uh, okay, so they're on the run a from squeedo. Filch. A mosquito. Oh. So they're on the run from Filch. <laughs> they're on the run from Filch. You so, say? They're on the run from Filch. <laughs> so as Katie was kind of saying, Malfoy has set them up. Basically, so they'll get in trouble because he's jealous because Harry's now on the Quidditch team and he doesn't even get to have a broomstick at Hogwarts, even though his father is Lucius Malfoy. My father will hear about this. (laughs) So we hear that um, Filch and his cat are sniffing around to find these students. (laughs) Sniffing around. (laughs) That's what it says. So they sneak out of the um, trophy room and without being noticed by Filch. And so they start, like, trying to run away from him as they hear him getting closer. Okay. And, um, Ron, or not Ron, Neville, like, runs into armor or whatever. And so they, um, make a lot of noise. So they really start running. They book it down the corridor. And then they run through a tapestry and through a secret passageway. And they end up basically on the other side, um... Miles away is what they say from the trophy room. But as luck would have it, Peeves, the lovely poltergeist, comes out of a classroom <laughs> yes. and sees oh, them. Peeves. And like they're kind of being like, don't tell anyone. Well, he starts screaming about first years being out of bed. Ickle firsties. <laughs> uh, can I just say, I teach first grade and I call my kids firsties. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, and Do you so. Call them ickle firsties? No, they'd be like, what? <laughs> So uh, then they try to run away from Peeves, who's creating all this noise, to get Filch over there to be like, no, there's kids out of bed. So they run down um, the hallway. They get to the end. There's a door. It's locked. And they're all freaking out because they don't want to get caught. Um, Hermione takes Harry's Ron. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it is Harry's Ron, though. Aww. Aww. <laughs> she uses Ron to open the door. No, she uses Harry's wand, um, says, hello, Hamora, and opens the door. So they scramble, the four of them, inside the room. Hello, Hamora. And they're kind of listening, um, and they hear... Filch telling Peeves, like, where did they go? Where did they go? And then Peeves is kind of helping them out a little bit, but just also being Peeves himself. Because he's like, well, no, I want, I, you had to tell me, please. And Filch is like, mm, it's not happening. Um, so he doesn't find them. Doesn't he, he doesn't say, tell like, them. shan't saying nothing? Yeah, If you don't like say, please. I want to find it. You keep going. And um, soon they kind of hear nothing. Filch kind of hopefully leaves they are thinking while they're in the room and neville is pulling on harry's sleeve and harry and co realized that what they thought was a room is actually the corridor that dumbledore dumbledore said is forbidden and they finally see why it's forbidden because there's a huge monstrous three-headed dog um having to choose to between getting eaten by the three-headed dog and filch they pick filch <laughs> um so luckily for them when they open the door to leave no one's there. Um, and so then they run all the way back to the Gryffindor common room. And so once they get back to the common room, the four of them kind of talk about the fact that, you know, they're keeping a dog in the corridor. Like why that's kind of terrifying. What's a thing like that doing locked up in a school <laughs> and Hermione, the brilliant one points out. Um, she's like, well, did you notice that it's standing on something? It's standing a trap door. And of course they're like, no, cause we're staring at a three headed dog. We were kind of preoccupied like deer in headlights staring at the dog. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I'm like, this is one of the first times you kind of see how Hermione's priorities are a little bit skewed because then she's <laughs> like, 
we could have been killed or worse expelled. So the (laughs) fact that Hermione thinks that being expelled from Hogwarts is the worst thing that could happen to her, including her not living anymore. She needs to sort out her priorities. (laughs) (laughs) My oh my, how she changes just in the next book. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, what, what do, cause as of right now, reading this for the first time, we don't know what's under there. We have no idea what that, that gar the dog is even guarding. So I feel like in this book, she's more of a Ravenclaw. And then when we get into two, she's starting to really turn into Gryffindor. Even the end of this book. Mm-hmm. I, agree I with the think end. that the best description of why Hermione is not a Ravenclaw is because she values bravery over cleverness. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though she's very clever herself, mm-hmm. she says it at the end of this book. She said books and cleverness. That only gets you so far. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that she grows, you know, as yeah. much as like she's willing to learn. And then you see her in um, the, what's, what's the fifth book called? Um, Order of the Phoenix. There you go. Where, She's like, no, we we can't learn. You can't learn defense against the dark arts from a book, right? So right. you see her completely change, right? Being like, no, we need to learn. Like practice, that's you know the best way to learn it. Like, and and how Dumbledore says sometimes they sort too soon. That could be true, but also I feel like the Sorting Hat takes into consideration yes. future events. I don't I wonder if we could that, see the future. I don't think that they do sort too early. I don't think I mean, so either. I don't really know of an example where the character didn't at some point really live up to their house. Hmm. Like they're, you know, clearly there's different ways to be brave or clever or Mm -hmm. loyal or. I just don't want him in my house. (laughs) You can't win them all. I have Lockhart in my house. At least he's Uh. pretty. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about Slytherin. Like we've got enough bad crap that comes out of <laughs> and you know that's just like every house has their has their thing but good and bad comes from everywhere mm-hmm. and as Sirius says like it's about what you know everybody has light and dark inside them it's it's just about what you act on mm-hmm. it's your choices that define you right mm-hmm. all right so I said wouldn't you think that if a guard, a dog is guarding something so important that um, essentially a Dumbledore has forbidden people to go in this corridor. So this is what we know. Corridors off bound, like off limits. Don't go there. And he even says, because you'll die a most painful death. Why do you have a three-headed dog guarding something in a school full of children? That you can get into the room by just casting yes, a Yes! Wouldn't you yes. think that they would have more, like... Four 11-year-olds got into this room. Like, that blows my mind. They can hide in a, a whole castle from the whole world. Yeah. And put enchantments on it and everything. Because, I mean, they say in one of the books that dark forces always try to get in. But they can't lock a door properly from an 11-year-old child. Well, and when Harry and Ron and Hermione are traveling around in a tent, I mean, they have more protective measures than right. this. <laughs> just saying. They should have just brought Fluffy with them. He would have bit everybody. What happened to Fluffy? I don't know. What happened to Fluffy? Good mm. question. Does he just it's, run him up in the day. forest? I don't know. Fluffy. With Ed Sheeran. Dear Someone. Hagrid, <laughs> yeah. where did Fluffy go? But truthfully. Call me up. I'm your BFF. <gasps> yeah. hmm. And I said, um, all Dumbledore said was to stay away. I mean, but does that really work with kids? No, it's going to make Like, tell them, more. exactly. Tell them not to do something, and I bet you they'll do it anyways. Um... And I also said this is like, you know, one of the first times you hear in the the chapter before this, um, the potions master, that there are hidden hallways and secret passages because Filch knows them. Um, so you see for the first time, though, that they're using them. First of all, I wonder how dusty they are. <laughs> and it, it just shows you how easy it is to get lost because they essentially don't know where they're going. And I know I would get lost. Yeah. And there's so many little secrets in Hogwarts. The quirks of Hogwarts. Quirks of Hogwarts. I think that J.K. Rowling answered what happened to Fluffy on What happened? Do tell. It says... 
I love that your hand is still raised. Sorry. The suspense is killing me. Here we go. What happened to Fluffy after he was released into the forest? So apparently he was released into the forest. I hope he returned to Hogwarts for the battle. And J.K. Rowling responded and said he was repatriated. Repatriated? God, why do we suck at pronunciation? Relocated. He was relocated to Greece. Dumbledore liked to put Hagrid's more foolish acquisitions back where they belong, not the forest. I think I read that. That sounds familiar. That's good, though. That sounds familiar to so me now. So Fluffy went back to Greece, everybody. All right. Okay. I feel better now. Living the life in Greece. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's taking care of that? Lee. Ed Sheeran. Next question. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yes, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> he visits once a week. I don't know. Or longer. Can I, I mean, read sooner. what Peeves says? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You guys, Peeves <sighs> left out of the movies, which... I can actually kind of get because he probably looked terrible. Yeah, that's why yeah. they did it. They filmed scenes and it didn't work well. And they were like, nah, you, yeah. you they filmed are terrible. Like every scene for him for the first movie. And yeah. then when editing was just like, we're just like, no. Why didn't they do the with Grop? He's a major part of that. You can't but delete but, him. But let me just, it's none of my business. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, but the way that he speaks is just hilarious. So he's like, Wandering around at midnight, Ickle Firsties, tut, 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 naughty, naughty, you'll get caughty. Like, oh, I just love that. And then Ron, get out of the way, snapped Ron, taking a swipe at Peeves. This was a big mistake. And then he's like, students out of bed. And then, oh, I don't want to highlight you. Um, when he's talking to Filch and Filch is trying to figure out where they're at, he's like, which way do they go, Peeves? Quick, tell me. And Peeves says, say please. Filch says, don't mess with me, Peeves. Now, where did they go? Peeves says, shan't say nothing if you don't say please. <laughs> in his annoying sing-song voice. And he says, all right, please. Nothing. Ha <laughs> ha. Told you I wouldn't say nothing if you didn't say please. Ha ha ha. And then he whooshes away. I love that he whooshes. Yeah. Whoosh. He's just written perfectly. Peeves is just the biggest pita you could possibly imagine, you know? Pita. Like, pain, pain in, in the... the- Oh, Pita. I thought Pita. you said Peter like Peter no, Griffin Pita. or Pita, Pita oh. from uh, no like Peter Bread. <sighs> I'm not smart. I'm thinking there's no T. There isn't, huh? I just tried to make a joke, guys. Okay, I enjoyed That's it. All I tried. All right, take do. a moment to laugh at Kitty's joke. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> lightning bolt round. It is time for the lightning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the lightning bolt round. I have two questions. Two questions. I thought you said light as a gentleman, and I was like, what does that mean? What is what is that? Light as a feather. Sit as a board. (laughs) What is your float like a butterfly, sting like a bee? Yep. Um, What did Neville forget? A remember all. Not a movieism. I know what happened in the movie. I know. That's why I'm looking at you saying that. What does he? Does it say in the book what he forgets? No, I don't think so. Are we just guessing? You can can, can Google lightning bolt round questions. Is there an answer to it? No, I don't know. (laughs) I'm gonna say he forgot the password to the. That's what I was thinking. Mm. That's what I was thinking. I can't forget what I've forgotten. Yeah, tell him in the the movie. He does not have his robes on. He just has a school sweater. Shut the front door. Yeah. Yep. Tis. <laughs> Tis true. What? But, hmm. That he, he forgot, forgot his robes. In the books. In the movie. Yeah. I'm talking about books. I don't know. I'm going to say the password. I said password. Isn't it the same night? Would yeah. it be the same, same night? Same, yeah. same, like the night of that day. Yeah. Maybe he forgot to do some Meg, work. answer. <laughs> Can I have a question for everybody? I would say the number fit. Multiply minus fit. Then you bring the number down. What? I don't understand what's happening. (laughs) She's on the Harry Potter wiki where their ads started reading. That's embarrassing. All right. Was that like a math jingle? Sounded like. (laughs) Answer the question because I have a good, good one. Before she forgets. Question for this. I. It was probably the password. Yeah. Lightning bolt round. Do you know what the password to the Gryffindor common room was? Yes. The first one? Yes. No, right now. The one in this chapter. I do. Oh. What is oh. it? Pig snout. Yep. 
Yeah. Ooh, the I Gryffindor didn't, didn't know it. Well, aren't Hufflepuffs you and Ravenclaw. Ravenclaws. The Ravenclaws are getting in. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what it was. I have another one. Yes. This isn't like a. I mean, it's like. I Just know. read the question. Whoa. <laughs> Sassy. Sassy. Where did the fat lady go? To see Sir Kadagan. Probably to have some wine with her friend in that one portrait. <laughs> she loves that. She went for a walk. I don't see her being a walker. <laughs> Maybe she went to go get food. <laughs> she went to go sing. Maybe she was hungry. I'm saying she went to go have some wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think she met up with a significant other. Ooh, la, Sir Kadagan. Could be. That's what I said. I don't know. I feel like she would get really annoyed with him. Yeah. Yeah. Real annoyed. But she's also really annoying. So uh, true. All right. I've got a question. Yes, ma'am. What ferocious animal would you want to be guarding your little secret? Like if you had like a sorcerer's stone, <laughs> your own sorcerer's stone, if you had a Katie stone or a, a Megan stone, stone or a Tiffany stone, what Everybody not a three headed dog, what ferocious animal would you want? But what if that is all I would want? You That's want a three headed dog named Fluffy? Yeah. A dragon! Just a Norwegian an Ridgeback. Yes! Mm. The na- and a female. The nastiest mm. of them. I would want a That's sphinx. That's a cat. The ferocious dragon goes meow. <laughs> a sphinx? That's I would good. just. That's pretty balls. I'd have, have Tiffany sitting on front of my trapdoor, being like, no, go away. <laughs> She's She's terrifying to But I'd also make sure that she was hungry because woof. Yeah. I get I hangry totally and Snickers that. don't help. But not not hungry like in like not I need a meal like hungry in between meals because that's really when you get her. Do you think she knows me, you guys? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Do you have some other questions? I hug out hard. Me too. What what um, position would you want to play on your Quidditch team, Chaser? I think we've done this one before. We have done Did this we? one, Chaser. Oh. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> I think I'd want to be a seeker. I would be. I'd be Lee Jordan announcing things. Yeah, I'd probably be a chaser. Ravenclaw's the bomb. They won all the points. No, they didn't, Sarah. Yeah, they did. You want to know why? Because I'm the one reading them. Ding, <laughs> ding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some more lightning bolt round questions. Come on. Let's think. Get those brains rolling. Ooh, I got a question. If instead of a broom, what else would you want to fly? I Shout out really... to Sabrina the Teenage Witch. They flew um, vacuums. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to fly a Thestral. Yes. I mean, okay. Or an, in, in Quidditch? An inanimate no. object. We didn't say that. Because I was oh, going to say nope, nope, that's not right. It's not An object. <laughs> object. An object. I was going to say vacuum cleaner because I was thinking of Hocus Pocus. Yes. <laughs> it's almost Hocus Pocus season. Okay, I can't it wait. It is already Hocus Pocus season. Okay, what well, are name, you talking name about? Name something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking What's something me? that would be fun a to fly? A trash can. <laughs> I would fly. You could hang into it. You could be all cuddly inside of it. A chair so I could sit. I was thinking Katie, that totally as well. off topic. There's, there's a bounce ball right there. You could probably take home. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's a fact. You can have it. There you go. Uh, um, What would I fly? Who would you fly? What would I fly? Mm. I'd want to fly a blanket so that I'd be warm. (laughs) (laughs) You feel like a new age It's like a magic carpet. I would would fly in my bed because then I could like sleep. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's a good answer. Great way to travel. Yeah. I'm just... Mm, a lazy boy. Ooh, good yes. answer. Yeah, one yeah. with a fridge in the side. <laughs> <laughs> Speakers in the headrest. Yeah. All right, uh, I got another question. Luxury. I love that you have. Dang it, you guys! She has all these great questions. <laughs> oh. I keep talking. I, I can't gonna make me forget. I it. can't come up with anything other than Shoot. the two that I. Planned. Oh, I, okay. All right. Imagine I'm setting the scene. Close your eyes. Think really deep. Mm-hmm. You're getting ready. You have a midnight duel. <laughs> Your face with Malfoy and his second of crab. <laughs> who is your second? Marty. Meg. Katie. Myself. I don't know. Who would I pick? You'd pick who me. Who would I pick? You'd pick me because I am a boss. Um, maybe. 
Maybe. Maybe Jen. So wait, you would have her guard the stone, but you wouldn't have her be your second? Yeah. I mean, come on, just make her hungry and she'll destroy whoever destroyed you. I have another question. It's getting serious. It's getting serious in here. This is a lightning what? bolt round. What would you have, Fluffy Guard? Name something you'd have him guard. Mm-hmm. Something you actually have in real life. What? Like, you can't be like, I'd have him hide my sorcerer's stone. We don't have a sorcerer's stone, all right? Because they destroyed it. Like a non-living thing? Anything you want. It could even be your own dog. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to be like, hide my fuzzy bear. My autographed Stephen Curry basketball card. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> it's special because I actually had him sign it. Like, I was there. It was awesome. I was there. I saw him in the flesh. Katie. He was gorgeous. I don't know. Would you have your um, quaffle? Quaffle? <laughs> yes. I was thinking food, so no one could. That's <laughs> 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 a good to my own answer. That's such a Katie. You answer. sit here, guard my fridge. No one. The whole fridge. <laughs> the whole fridge. The whole and fridge. nothing but the fridge to so help me, God. <laughs> and you will not be able to open it with a loho more. Sarah, what are you hiding? What would I hide? Hmm. Probably my bed. <laughs> Don't come near you while I'm napping. Oh my God. That would protect my naps. <laughs> Let's think. Whatever, whatever. Oh, I have a question. Okay. It's going to be a little weird. What would you say to Peeves to have him, like, help you? Stay away from have Phil stay Because he can't take a swat at him like Ron. I would probably ask him. What do you want? Like, do you want me to do something? Like, I will help you out for my, the rest of my days here. You're I will be your number him. one. Not no, but like, if he was like, I need a help, like causing ruckus. I'd be like, I'm your number one girl. Me and you, bro. We're gonna do it. We're gonna cause some ruckus. Right. I'm a ruckus causer. Okay. Being a Hufflepuff, I'd be like, Hey, I'm right by the kitchens. You need all the food you want to throw at people. Can they eat food. I got you. No, he throws throw it at it. people. Oh, throw. throw. I'm sorry. That's a good. I like that, Katie. Mm-hmm. I like that answer. I would just like direct him to cause havoc somewhere. Because even if I don't have authority, if I'm going to go tell him to destroy something, he'll grab that opportunity and do mm-hmm. it, I think. Yeah. I'd be like, the bloody Baron said to go here and do this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Let me think if I can pick any other things out of your brain. Where would you run if you're hiding from Filch? Do we know the, the room of requirement? requirement. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Although he can access that. Yeah, but if you... A toilet. And then I'm going to say, uh, sorry, in use. <laughs> but if you think I need some place to hide, then he won't be able to open it. True. Just like... They couldn't open based it. Based on when Draco was in there, Harry couldn't open it. No matter mm-hmm. how hard he tried, no matter how he worded it, mm-hmm. it would not open for him whenever Draco was in there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if I have any more questions. Do we want to go to the fan story? You can roll the fan story. Sure. They see me rolling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our fan story this week comes from Ariel Orcutt. She says, hi, I just found your podcast yesterday. I don't know what yesterday that was. And I'm loving it so far. Great discussions. Anyway, I was in third grade when I first read the first Harry Potter book. One of my classmates had read it and said it was amazing, so I borrowed it from her, read the first page, and gave up. (laughs) (laughs) This This is exactly me. It was just so boring. Surprise, surprise that the Dursleys could be boring. I gave it back without reading any more of it a week later. Fortunately, that summer, my family actually bought a box set of the first three for us and my sisters, and I started reading them. On the second try, once I got through the first chapter, I was hooked, as was the rest of my family, and the rest is history. Dumbledore arriving with his Deluminator was all it took. We ended up having to read all of the books as a family after that, as one of my sisters kept letting out spoilers <laughs> if she read it first. <laughs> I totally understand that pain because oh, Meg reads yeah. like three pages ahead of me, and three <laughs> pages can contain a lot. A lot. Especially when it's, you know, yeah. the last book and Sorry. people are dying left and right. So wah, wah. it's okay. I still love you. <laughs> but thank you very much, Ariel, for submitting yes, Ariel. your story. And I like thank your name. You. Yes. yes. It's a great name. Is it Ariel? I'm sorry if I ruined it. But either way, it's very pretty. Ariel. We also don't know how to say stuff. We so don't know how to say It anything. could be anything at this point. Yeah. Under the sea. Under the sea. I'm sure she's loving that. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
you think that she has red hair? That would like make my life. Do you have red hair? Tell us. Do you have red hair? That's the name of this episode. Do you have red hair? We want to know. My grandma, I once colored my hair red and she told me I looked like Raggedy Ann. And then I responded with, what? What's not a bad thing? I go, it's not a good thing. Like a Raggedy Ann doll. (laughs) Which grandma said that? Hagen. Of course. So. Good old Mary Kay. Make sure you use our pinned post on Facebook to use for discussions on this episode. Post your questions, comments, concerns, etc. And anybody can respond or answer to anyone and we'll definitely jump in on responses as well. So go find us on Facebook. We are most active there. And like our page to get all the latest info. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. We also can be found on Patreon under Swish and Flick Podcast. And you can see all the different levels that you can choose to support us on Patreon and get some pretty cool things in return from us. So go and check it out. If anyone wants any Swish and Flick swag, we also have a store on Tee Public as well. So check our store out at teepublic.com slash Swish Flick Cast. Yes. All right, everyone. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just in my voice! <laughs> <laughs> Quoting all kinds of songs today. Uh, all right, Harry, <clears throat> Harry, <laughs> Harry, Harry. Harry. <laughs> oh, we're going to the Niffler. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> you pull this little piece out. We're gonna see what's inside. <laughs> The door doesn't want to open. <laughs> oh, look, there's Newt. He's catching the Niffla. <laughs> He's stealing all the gold. <laughs> oh, look, there's, what's his name, Jacob? <laughs> Why can't you remember Jacob? At least I remember his real name. It says in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Newt Scamander smuggles in a Niffla into New York. Crazy things happen. <laughs>